in tune on SAFM for the youth by the youth. It is in tune right here on SAFM. I'm Naledi Mulao broadcasting from Cape Town. I'm in Seapoint and it's gorgeous up here. And um, I have though two important guests on the line that, you know, just remind us of how we have really beautiful parts of the country. We also have some serious work to do, especially when it comes to young people. I'm joined by Vim Furi, chairman of the of YADA, Youth Against Drug Abuse. Vim, good afternoon. Good afternoon, my lady. Good afternoon to the listeners. Yeah, and also on the line, Joe Maila, Department of uh, Health uh, spokesperson. Nadamaila, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Good afternoon, my lady, and thank you very much for having us. And uh, greet my, my, my friend. Yeah, oh, he can hear you. We can all hear you. <laughs> um, remember <laughs> to send your SMSs to us 34701. The charter just one rent. Or give me a call 0891104207. Bluetooth Nyaupe. Vim, can you just explain to us what this thing actually is? Uh, lady, this is the latest craze that has hit the market, or shall I say, marketplace. Um, various communities where um, drug users uh, who are detoxing will actually take the blood of somebody who's just injected uh, Nyaupe into their system. Uh, at a price like 10 rand, which is most of the figures that we've gotten up here in Gauteng. Mm. Uh, and then they inject the other person's blood into their own bodies. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's a little bit ridiculous that uh, young people are resulting to that uh, new method. And what was what was the reason behind this? Is it, is it cheaper than buying the drug? No, uh, the, I'm not sure who actually started this uh, rumor that it will actually help uh, when you are, when you don't have money to buy the drug, that it will reduce the the detox or the withdrawal symptoms. Um, you know, the, sim- the simplicity behind the thinking why I'm saying this is that uh, worst case scenario, if you're injecting one milliliter of this specific product into your blood system, you're diluting it with four liters of blood, mm-hmm. and it doesn't stay in the same place where you actually inject. So it spreads through the body. So if I draw one mil of your blood and put it into my system. The, the strength ratio is not the same as it was when it went into your system. Yeah. So um, it, it's ridiculous that the young people are resulting to this method, hoping, you know, that they will reduce the withdrawal symptoms. Sure. It is just the most frightening thing, right? Because there's HIV, there's so much that could go horribly wrong. What is the word from the Department of Health on all of this? I mean, once you start hearing of trends like this one, what is the first thing that, that, that says action and what, 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 what first comes out of the Department of Health in terms of action that it made? Well, first of all, let me just say that we are very shocked uh, that um, uh, young people can go to this extent of uh, uh, trying to get themselves uh, high if that is what the, the, the aim is. Uh, it is not just a, a, a matter of um, a drug abuse anymore. We think that it is something more than that because... Um, uh, uh, blood borne diseases will then thrive mm. uh, in this kind of a situation. But also that, um, as you said, that the issue of HIV and AIDS, it will draw back all the gains that we have made uh, 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 in the fight against HIV and AIDS in this country. And we need to make sure uh, that we do something about it. So what we do, what, what we are doing uh, is that we are trying um, uh, the best we can to make sure that we get in contact uh, with people um, uh, like them. Uh, to make sure that we deal with these matters um, uh, as they were, so that we'll be able to explain to young people what are the dangers that they get getting themselves into, so that uh, uh, they should not get into it. So basically, to make sure that we prevent this thing from happening. In fact, um, uh, the, the, the young people from Shushan yesterday 
and uh, had, a, had a function. And, and, and we together wanted to make sure that we, we deal with these things and talk about um, uh, these matters. We think that um, society must stand up and start talking about these matters wherever we are. We must talk about health and reproductive um, uh, issues as openly as it is possible. We must talk about uh, uh, drug and alcohol and substance, uh, substance abuse as much as we can, including on our pulpits, wherever we are, as, as a people where we are gathering, so that people must know uh, what are the dangers that are uh, uh, coming with this kind of thing. You know, I, I, feel, I feel like we, we, we do the talking, though, you know, and um, where, where we have addiction, the talking doesn't help because you have someone that is essentially, it's not going to be a conversation that is going to change an addict's mind. Um, if anything, like we're seeing now, they're going to find creative ways to get that drug like they're doing right now. So I don't understand what it is that needs to be done. And, and maybe, Vim, you can talk to me about what should be expected from the Department of Health. Because to a certain extent, but, also, a lot of our hands are tied here. But no, lady. Let, let, let me quickly hear from Vim, and then I'll come back to you in that amazing. Now, lady, my, my point or my take on this issue is that... Uh, I think in 1994, when Madiba came out of prison, everyone uh, went uh, Ubuntu, Ubuntu, concerning the divide that happened in terms of ethnicity. I think in this case, the Ubuntu needs to draw down to a community level, where the community are the ones that are pulling together and saying, we will no longer stand for this in our community. And the communities need to start pointing out those individuals or uh, the actual dealers or the people that are in the gateways that are opening the gates to the communities for these drugs to be circulated. So this thing has to happen at a ground roots level as well as at a head level. There are heads that need to be chopped that is allowing this thing to happen in the community level, but uh, in, in communities. But at the community level, we need to go together. As one first, the first needs to come together and smash this thing once and for all. But mm. it's going to be a, not a physical, violent approach. It's going to have to be a concerted effort from everybody involved in the community to take care of what's happening with their children and to actually take responsibility for the kids and not allow the proverbial uh, shopping mall or the spider shop or whatever to become their babysitter. Mm. If they don't have time for the kids, the kids are just roaming the streets. Parents need to be aware of what's happening with their children. So from my side, I think we have to take an aggressive approach in terms of awareness and early intervention. Yeah. You know, the reality of the matter is that the drug addiction today is costing taxpayers in this country 20 billion rand a year. Those are people that are employed paying taxes or companies that are paying taxes. And yet we are not getting ahead. You know, I believe in South Africa, the Department of Health needs to focus a little bit more effort in terms of actually coming alongside organizations like uh, Life Center and Youth Against Drug Abuse, and I can mention a few other ones who are actually doing some effective work mm. when it comes to dealing with, uh, with dealing with the individuals that are coming into the environment. You know, for me, we're a personally funded organization. We've never asked for money, but I'm saying is I believe we need some support from government level in terms of executing our vision a little bit more effectively. Because mm. at the moment, there's so much red tape when it comes to what can and what can't be done. South Africa does not have the capacity to deal with drug addiction. 34% of uh, 18 to 24-year-olds annually are getting addicted to drugs. 34%? Did you say 34%? That's a third. (laughs) Yes. That's annually, of which at least 26% of them will continue to use. They will not just experiment. So look at the statistics. 
Now, the can drug you addiction crazes are growing yeah. the number of youth that we have in this country. Yeah. And we don't have enough treatment centers to deal with it. Now, I'm not See, talking and, about and I, need to, I need to just jump in there because this talks as well about the pressures that we're putting on our health, uh, <coughs> on our Department of Health and our health facilities. I mean, we already have the need for an NHI because we are so, at, so especially public, public uh, health care facilities. Under so much pressure, now there's 34% of young people getting addicted every single year. That is a frightening number. Dada Maila, you wanted to come in there? Well, yes, I wanted to say that we need to look at it uh, in a holistic manner. We should not just look at the addiction side of it, but also not look at the health side of it. As you just said, that um, uh, the pressure uh, that the, 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 the health system is facing, it is very serious, and we need to make sure that this conversation starts, but also that some action needs to be taken where it is necessary. Because if you and I are staying in a particular community, we know that whatever the shop is, it's expected that somebody is doing this kind of thing. And you just let it pass simply because my child has not been uh, 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 found to be uh, doing drugs. We will have a problem. I think we will have a bigger problem. But also that if people don't know what it means to change, exchange blood, then you will have other problems. Over and about those who are addicted, but you are also saying that we need to make sure that we stop the tap from infecting other people with other diseases, mm. and uh, uh, and then uh, to stop it from them getting addicted to drugs. So if we look at those things holistically, all of us, and I think I, I agree with them, that we need to make sure that we work together. So we let's just ask that so that we must be able to deal with it effectively. Then let's do this, Ndadimela, because we're here now. We have the two of you on the line. There's an opportunity right now to say, to commit to some kind of collaboration between civil society, drug abuse focused organizations and, and the Department of Health and Government. We have the opportunity now to make that commitment because... If we're I, at a I point where, exactly yeah, no, 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 and I, and I want I want to talk a little bit more about that. What what that partnership should look out should look like. I'm going to take your calls as well. Oh eight nine one one oh four two oh seven. We'll continue after this. Some in tune with Naledi Maleo on SAFM. It is in tune here on SAFM. We're talking about Bluetooth in Yaupe, a new trend where Nyaupe addicts are starting to inject blood. So drawing blood for some from someone who has the, the drug in their system and then injecting it in yourself, hoping to get a high. Oh, it's a frightening day for young people. I want to take your calls, 0891-104-207. Again, 0891-104-207. Or send us a message to 34701. You know, I think we need to talk about the messaging around drug abuse. And I'll start with you. Clearly, the the say no to drug type campaigns are just not working. Um, we say communities need to step up. But look at, look at towns like Rosettenville, where communities have felt that they are essentially helpless and have gone and tried to burn houses that they assume are, are drug dens. And we've seen that thing happen in so many of our communities as well, that communities feel like they obviously are, are fighting a losing battle here as well. So we need to talk about maybe the messaging around drug abuse and how it's communicated to young people in our campaigns may be needing to change. How do we do that in that domain? Well, as I said, that um, uh, working together with communities, working together with people who understand and know this thing, uh, helps. As I said, that um, uh, the people who actually broke the story about um, the Bluetooth phenomenon, uh, they are based in Sasangungi. They called us um, uh, on Tuesday or so, and within 10 minutes, we had already put together something 
that we can work together to make sure that we deal with this kind of thing. Because it doesn't help for somebody to put some messages from somewhere when you don't know what is happening on the ground. And therefore, we need to make sure that we're working together uh, to make sure that we deal with these things uh, effectively. But as I said, that for us, it's not just about the issue of drug abuse or addiction. It's also about the issues of health. If you fuse uh, these things together to make sure that we come up with messages that will deal with all these things um, in a holistic form, we think that that is uh, one way to go about it. But as, as we are saying that we need to make sure that everybody comes to the party and see what is it that you can do to prevent these things from happening. We are committed as the Department of Health anyway to make sure that we can work with whatever um, uh, other people that are dealing with this matter to deal with this thing effectively. So can I say, can can I expect that in the next three months I'll speak to the Department of Health and civil society organizations on a program that that would have been established by the two of you together? We, 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 We are not committed. All right, and, I'll, and then I'll catch up with you in three months, and I'll, and I'll have the clip and say, you know, Vim, this is what you promised us. Our kids are, you know, my brothers and sisters are out in the streets and they're dying. So, you know, let's 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 fix this. We have already done it. Uh, uh, as I'm saying that yesterday, in Sushanguve, this matter has been taken care of. We are implementing what we are saying already. So we need to make sure that every other person who comes uh, to the party who understands this better than all of us. Okay. We need to put our heads together and see what it is that we can do uh, to prevent these things, to make sure that our children don't get um, uh, uh, into drugs and alcohol and mm. all the things now, that me, are yeah. uh, creating problems. Let me, let me just do this, gentlemen. I've got a caller on the line. Edgar's on the line in Soshanguve. Edgar, good afternoon. Hi, Lily. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Lily, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's quite interesting to see how government is taking interest in, in, in this issue now. Uh, the Nyauka program started uh, as, as far back as the early 2000, late 90s. Mm. And we as a community, we've been trying to spoken to the police. And at the time, what we were told is that Nyauka was not classified as a drug. So they cannot arrest. Because, I mean, these boys would smoke in front of the police. The police would just pass by. And what, what, what makes me more sad, even more sad is that we would point out as to who is selling the nyaupe. You know, we knew all these guys that were selling these things. And yet they would do nothing. In, in, in fact, what they would do is to go there and collect a protection fee from these guys. And this is, you know what, if, if you go to Sushanguve now and see those boys, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. Mm. You know, this, this, this um, uh, Bluetooth thing, it, it comes when the damage has already been done. Mm-hmm. There isn't any more damage that can be when except for transmitting uh, um, diseases of course but in as far as the nyauba itself is concerned i i personally believe that the, the damage is already done they left this thing for too long the health department it's only now that they're coming in you know they, they, where were they all, all, all okay. along i mean 17 years on all right, Edgar, thanks, thanks for calling. Edgar and Sosha Nguve. See, and he's living with the decision. He's seeing these young people in Sosha's every single day. And if you've been in Sosha Nguve, you know this too. Anonymous is in Johannesburg. Anonymous, good afternoon. Is it Anno or Anonymous? Anno. Okay, Anno's gone. Um, I'm going to let you go, but I want you to respond to Edgar's point that you, you're doing too, it's too little too late from the Department of Health. Well, two things that I want to say. I, I'm only speaking for the Department of Health, and I'm not speaking for government and the general. So I, I just thought that to clear that one. We came in because of the issue when it came to the blood issue, simply because we know 
that it will create even more havoc in terms of HIV and AIDS, in terms of other diseases that are there. That is why we are saying, let's do something about it. The issue about drugs generally, we know that we have um, a drug authorities in the country that are dealing with these matters. And I know that they will be able to, we shall continue to make sure as government to work with every other person to make sure that we, we deal with these matters effectively. And for us to be pointing fingers at each other, it might not help. Mm. Our children are getting into trouble. Let us do something about it so that those who are not yet into this thing are not going to be able to come into it. Let us work together to solve the problem than to point fingers at each other. It's not helping. Well, you know, part of the responsibility of democracy is also holding leadership accountable. Vim, you want to come in there? Yeah, no, lady, just uh, one thing I want to say is in terms of this whole process. I, I firmly believe that the Department of Health, when it comes to uh, working with organizations, I think the thing that scares the individual in the street to go to a center where they can be assisted is that they, number one, I think it's a political motivation behind the, the, the center, number one which makes the funding available or less available. And number two is the fact that people feel institutionalized. Life Center, we do, at Life Center, we don't deal with addicts. We deal with people. Mm. And once you have that approach where you deal with the person, understand life through that person's eyes, the recovery process is a lot easier and better for the person to go through. So I firmly believe that we need to look at the structures that are currently being supported by the Department of Health and Social Development when it comes to funding. Because those organizations to a large extent have been ineffective in their approach. You cannot just take someone into a program without offering them some form of a foundation that when their time is done, that they have a firm footing. That's what makes us different. We offer our people that come into our program a skills development process. Mm. But by the time they are done, they actually have a job, number one, or if they're entrepreneurially inclined, we'll help them to launch a business. And we walk through another 12 to 24 months with them post-recovery. So I'm saying the the, the structure which has been utilized over the past couple of years, I firmly believe has just enriched and lined certain people's pockets. The money has not been applied the way it should have been applied. I'm saying if you look at the massive hundreds of millions or even billions that are available to organizations, of which there's about, I think, 210,000 PBOs in South Africa, of Mm. which only about 18,000 have a Section 21 Article 18A exemption, why are those organizations not benefiting from the process? Mm. MPOs and NGOs are benefiting, but PBOs who are equivalent to a master's degree in terms of the PBO and NGO sector are not benefiting from from the financial structures. And we are the ones that are actually going out there raising our own funding. We're using our own business money to help guys that can't afford to be on a recovery program at at a massive expense on a month and a month basis. Mm. I mean, each of those guys that come in on a program, they eat at least four to four and a half thousand ants worth of food a month. Mm. Now put six guys in your center that you're funding yourself and you'll make the sums for yourself. Mm. Now I'm saying I believe government needs to look at why, what is the motivation for them funding organizations? Is it because there's something for them? I don't know. I'm just saying right okay. now, I don't believe funding that has been made available by government is applied effectively. It All could right, be listen, applied we'll, more effectively. We'll, we'll, we'll get a response from Dr. Mayle, but I have a line, a, a caller on the line. Makaveli in Swanavu. Makaveli, that, that can't be your real name. Is that your real name? Hi, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Cool. Um, mm, let me speak of the experience of real life uh, as a community member. Mm. There are young guys who have just grown before my face and then hide uh, in, in the street, hustling to sell 
I mean, this and that, finally, they've realized it couldn't work for them. They went to train open groups. Um, I really don't put a much of a blame to, to this community because the only thing I, I can be pointing it will be at the government because this government of ours, it's, it's really, really simple government whereby uh, even if you find these perpetrators, they will arrest them tomorrow. They'll be given bail. How? You don't even know. They don't even have the, the relevant papers to stay in the country. But you see them again in, in our township, still smuggling, smuggling the very same business. So we'll keep on talking, talking, talking that... This, way, this is bad, this is what, but until the government realize what they want for their people, because I've never seen anything like this. This okay. uh, uh, government of us prefers the outsiders than us, right. the citizens. Yeah, Machiavelli, thanks for calling. I think that point is made, and you know, I can't now at this point ask for the Department of Health to respond to that, unfortunately, because they can't speak to security issues, but I need to look at some of the SMSs here. There's one unsigned one that says, police are part of the problem here, and then one that says, no, Lady, we no longer have youth resource centers in our townships, but growing numbers of taverns and growing at an alarming rate. Youth are bored to the core. That's Fanonoba with that SMS. Joe and Peter Maritzburg says, get drug lords and peddlers to um, eliminate drugs. Uh, the security agencies are budgeted for are budgeted for that. What are they doing? Um, another one that says, create outpatients, provide skills to create jobs with assistance of police. All departments must work together and, and can't be fragmented as is, as is currently the case. Um, I, I need to I need to wrap this up. And that my final bite from you. Let us work together to make sure that our children don't get themselves into this kind of thing. It is shocking when people will just change um, their blood just like that because it causes more problems. Mm. Let us come together, work together. It does not have to be about money only. It must be about other programs that we're doing uh, to make sure that indeed uh, this kind of things are dealt with and our children knows exactly what choices to make in life. All right, so I said to you, three months. Let's talk in three months and see what collaboration has come out of the Department of Health and, and Civil Society organizations specifically on this issue. So that's the around the, the 11th of, of May. I will be giving you a call and playing back this this audio and saying, you know, where where are we? Thank you so much for joining us, though. A spokesperson for the Department Thank of you, Health. Thank you, I've already done it. Yes, <laughs> okay. But I want to, I want to then follow up on, on your success, if there is such a thing, in, in the next uh, three months. Vim, final words from you. Yana Lady, uh, you know, it's my uh, earnest heart to, to actually collaborate with people in government who have the heart for this matter. This is a lifetime commitment. This is not something you do as a job or something we do because it's easy or comfortable. Um, so, yeah, I, I really uh, want my prayer is that God will really raise up the men and the women within the government sectors who have the heart to actually deal with false smelling issues at a government level, at a, at a grassroots level. Because it takes secure, solid leadership to be able to address issues mm. that are affecting not only this generation, but generations to come. You know, and in part, what was said earlier is that we've lost a specific generation. Yes, we've lost a generation. It's not too late. Uh. We might have lost one generation or two generations over the 17 years, but we can still make an impact. Nobody is ever lost. Nobody's ever worth giving up hope on. Mm. I believe that if we pull together, united, and pull Ubuntu down from a political level to a grassroots level, mm. we'll see the fruit. Avim, just give me contact details and the support that you can provide. Um, 
Naledi, we mainly and what focus you on need. The I also talk about what you need. Uh, we mainly focus on off-figure the individuals. Uh, right now, for us, as a Section 18A exempted organization, we're asking for corporate organizations to contact us to see how they can support us in our vision out of the CSI budgets with obviously the relevant tax break benefits and paperwork in place. Um, spread the word, you know, of the good work that happens. You know, instead of making an enemy when somebody does something good in the community, mm. rather spread a good word. You know, show faith in, in, in the next organization who's at least going out there. It's like my pastor, Pastor Art Borsov says, he says, you know, one person with a backbone can do more than a person with no backbone. Mm. So I'm saying, let's all, let's grow a backbone. For those of you that have never stood up and observed the drug war from the sideline, stop observing from the sideline. Get involved with us. Mm. We need, at the moment, we need assistance from uh, the Department of Social Development. We need um, psychiatrists to assist us. You know, we've been doing this since 2004, and yet Nobody has come to the table to say, listen, how can we offer our services? You know, we've always had to fight very hard to make sure we get the right support for the people. But I don't believe after 14, 15 years of doing this, you should still be fighting the same battle. People should rise up and say, listen, how can I help? Mm. So if they want to contact us, go to http yara.org.za, or they can contact us on projects at yara.org.za. Alternatively, they can uh, send me a WhatsApp and contact me on 082-558-3863. Yeah. Okay. I think that, that works. Thank you so much, Vim. And keep us updated you, on Nadine. the work that you're doing. Uh, keep up the good work. It's, it's Oh, we have a serious problem on our hands. Our young people are injecting each other with blood just so that they can get Nyaupe into their system. We need to move and we need to move fast. You're still on Intrude on SAFM.